Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. We have a different kind of show for you today. We're going to take you behind the scenes of Tumble and share one of our favorite scientist interviews. In every episode, we tell a story with the help of scientists. That means that we do lots of interviews, but you usually just hear short clips of them. Those clips come from long conversations with scientists. And I wanted to share more of the fascinating science that doesn't always make it into the show. So I started making these bonus interview shows for all of our Patreon members. Today we're sharing the interview with bat biologist Jessica Dreyer from The Journey to the Bat Cave. We really recommend listening to that episode if you haven't already. It's about how Jessica is discovering how bats learn to be bats at the biggest bat colony in the world. Bracken Cave is just outside San Antonio, Texas, and it's home to around 15 million bats, the most mammals you'll find in one place on Earth. In this part of our interview, I start by asking Jessica about the cave itself. What makes it so unique and like, why is it here of all places? That's a good question. So the cave itself was formed by water, and so there used to be shallow seas here, and over time water has just carved out this cave, and it's here just because of the geology, and uh, we don't completely understand yet what makes bats choose the caves that they, that they do, but the bats have been using this cave for thousands of years, and um, the guano in that cave is more than 75 feet deep. And so there's, there's a lot of guano and a lot of bats. And um, the, act, the actual environment of the cave is really, really interesting. And uh, so typically when you walk into a cave, um, maybe not typically, but oftentimes you'll see those stalactites and stalagmites and really cool rock formations. But in this cave... Because the bats have been in there so long, urinating and defecating and spreading their body oils everywhere, that all of those formations are gone. They've actually just worn away um, from all of those different fluids from the bats. So it kind of looks like what you might imagine the moon to look like. Uh, It has this, the guano turns into this sandy, powdery substance because uh, there's beetles in there that eat bat guano and break it down. And so it feels like you're walking through sand when you're in there, and the ceilings and the walls are just jam-packed with with bats, and they're flying around. Um, Like when I go into a cave, I have to wear a full-face respirator that filters out the ammonia and uh, also the the fungal spores and the feces, and uh, I wear, you know, a protective helmet and long sleeves and pants and boots just to protect myself from the gases and the beetles and... The, the poop and pee that is constantly raining down on your head. So it's it's an alien environment in there, but it's a really cool experience. Yeah, so you've been down there? I have, yeah. I uh, went down there to look and see if there were any babies left sort of late in the season so that I would have a, a reference to know when weaning was, you know, starting and when the babies were all starting to fly. And how big is the cave for, like, you know, 15 million bats? (laughs) Yeah, smaller than you would think. So this cave extends about 650 feet back, and it's basically just one oval-shaped chamber. And there's bats 
all over, like from front to back on the ceilings and the walls. And they are able to pack in really, really tightly. So for the adults, you can find between 200 and 500 adults in, uh, in like a square foot. What? Yeah. That is dense. It's super dense because they'll, you know, the surface is uneven, so they'll get in all the little cracks and crevices and they'll actually roost on top of each other. And um, the little babies, because when the babies come out, they're a lot smaller than the adults. And um, those can be packed in as densely as 4,000 or 5,000 per square meter. What? (laughs) It's like they're like the material of the cave roof, like... Yeah, all you see is just swaths of fur or naked pink babies. And it's really, really neat because the adults, um, the females will go and they'll stick their babies in these nursery areas of the cave. So all the babies are together and that helps keep them warm. Um, It also helps probably keep the females from going insane from hungry babies. Um, But yeah, so you'll just see, you know, this gigantic area of pink naked babies. It's wild. Wow. And so what makes Bracken a maternity cave or like well known for that? So Bracken, we call it a maternity colony because um, this species is migratory. And so they spend the winters down in Mexico and Central America. When they come back, uh, the males and the females kind of split up and the females will go to these caves and form maternity colonies that are just completely or mostly formed of females. And they'll all give birth right around the same time within a couple of weeks of each other in mid-June, early June. Um, and that's, that's why we call them maternity colonies because it's totally composed of females and their babies. And then the males go hang out in smaller bachelor colonies. <laughs> um, and how do, the, how do the bats give birth? Just, it's live birth, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're mammals, so they give live birth. Um, they actually, so normally bats hang upside down, right? Like by their feet. And you guys did an episode on that. Um, but when they give birth, they actually turn the other way and they hang by their thumbs. And then, you know, the baby will pop out and they'll catch it in their uropatagium, which is that membrane that stretches between their bottom legs. And so they'll kind of catch it and scoop it up with their uropatagium and the baby will just cling on to the mother's body um, and they're able to do that I mean immediately after birth they're able to grab hold and and hang on to the mother pretty well. Do people keep bats as pets? No they would make terrible pets you know they're nocturnal and they poop a lot and you'd have to feed them insects all the time like tons of insects and they would fly around your house and just make a mess, and so I think they would make horrible pets. But there are people that do uh, wildlife rehabilitation that will rehabilitate bats, which is if you you know YouTube videos of baby fruit bats being coddled up in little blankies, like we saw last night when we Googled the words "cute bats." Exactly, and their <laughs> cheeks are full of fruit, and yes, they're adorable. So. Pet bats, no. Googling cute baby bats, yes. So what was your favorite thing that you learned about bats in bat caves? Can you draw a picture of the inside of a bat cave? If you enjoyed hearing this behind-the-scenes tumble interview, we're making them to go along with all of our new episodes. And you'll be able to hear them when you pledge at any level on Patreon. It's only $1 a month to sign up for our private ad-free feed, At the $5 level, you get a shout-out when you join, special birthday greeting, and the chance to answer our science questions on the podcast. 
For $10 a month, you'll get all that, plus a t-shirt. At the $20 superfan level, we'll send you everything, plus a handwritten postcard from Barcelona. This is a great holiday gift for the Tumble fan in your life, and you're helping us to keep making this show. Just go to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast to pledge at any level. Every little bit helps. Or go to our website, sciencepodcastforkids.com, and click on the tab for Patreon. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time with more stories of science discovery. Music.